From the high peaks of the Rocky Mountains, Denver's number one adult entertainment industry podcast. My name is Pixie. And I'm Mr. J. So grab your beer and fold up your dollars. Next on stage one. So are you ready for a day with Mr. J? What? I said, are you ready for a day with Mr. J? Sure. I'm gonna, I, am. I got a whole list of questions. Do you? Oh, yeah. Okay. So we did it in the season one where, yes. where I had a whole list of questions from the internet. Now it's more personal questions that we didn't get to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm going to read off my phone all of these intimate stripper background questions from you. And we're just going to deep dive into more with this fantastic new studio, with the lighting. It's all going to be eyes on you, baby. I'm really hoping that we have a lot more success this time. I think it's going to be great. I was hesitant on doing this, the Uh, two-parter. And I'll tell you why. Because last time that we did this, your your day has so many more hits than mine. I'm like, but that's okay. No one gives a shit. I give a shit about you, Jay. Oh. I said it over and over again on the podcast. Thank you. So, how was your weekend? We, good, good. I'm doing all kinds of crazy stuff. I know. I saw the truck. Little bit looks fantastic. Thank the Xbox you. looks great. The Xbox. You only know that if you're hanging out with Pop Culture Perspective, which is coming soon. Because we have it's coming. Multiple podcasts. We got all kinds of stuff going on. And I am doing real nice on Twitter right now. So I want to say hello to a lot of my new friends. What's mm-hmm. up, y'all? A lot of people hanging oh, yeah. on. Coming oh, yeah. on. I'm, I'm excited. Are you ready to get this show on the road? A day oh, with Mr. J. A day with Mr. J. I'm ready. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Pixie. And I'm Mr. J. And you guys are listening to Denver's number one Adult Industry Podcast. Yep. We talk about Denver nightlife from the stripper side of things. Because us combined, we have more than 40 years in the industry. So we might know a, a little thing something of... or two. Yeah. 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 So, Mr. J, are you excited? We got the lights going. You got your fun, funky Man, uh, tie don't make on. Fun of my tie, okay? If you're going to have me on YouTube, I got to start <laughs> dressing this up. So, the last two times that you've seen me, I've just thrown on whatever, mm-hmm. you know, but now I'm kind of like, I got to dress up this character a little bit. So right. I've got a little interesting ties from yeah. back in the day. You guys, you know, love the things that I, I try to dress myself up with. It's going to be fun. Now, if you were to describe yourself in such an audio format, mm-hmm. what would you describe yourself as? I am sweet and buttery with <laughs> just a little bit of flair. You can tell I'm up to something just by my dress alone. Man, <laughs> I love the way I'm looking today. It's true. You're like uh, waffles. Yeah, yeah. Buttery, yeah. smooth, I'm totally waffles. Well, you're delicious. cocaine, dude. <laughs> you know, and that's totally how you're dressed because you've got the girls going. I got my boobs up. I got makeup on. I got my hair pulled back. Yeah, everybody knows what's up. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it's funny. I, I bought this years ago. I remember your tie collection. Years ago. We're talking decades. And now emojis are just everywhere. Everyone's doing this thing. So when I saw this tie, I said, 
let me put this on today. You know, the, the kids are like this. The kids? This is from, well, yeah. <laughs> this is from decades you, you ago. Mean our, this is from like the 90s. Our delightful listeners. Yes. Yes. Everybody. Because they're not going to be kids on this show. Nobody. Kids are not supposed to be listening. When I say kids, <laughs> I mean uh, the, uh, the Zoomers. Is that what they call themselves? I'm not. I don't know. I'm the millennials, sure. the. See, we're old. You're going to yes. have to recognize that. Okay? <laughs> we are old. So anyone that's younger than us, you know, kids. <laughs> our, the first time that we talked about ourselves. Mm hmm. Because we talk about ourselves all the time, but this was more specific. And this season's supposed to be... Down and dirty, baby. Down and dirty. Down and nerdy. <laughs> you know, nothing's nerdy about a lot of the stuff I might be talking I'm about today. And I'm the nerdy one. <laughs> no, you're cocaine. I'm going to open up a little bit more than okay. I tend to normally tell. I'm going to allow you as an... Because here's the hard thing for you. You have to be both the host, uh-huh. okay, and my friend at the same time, and the listener, and, and the listener. Okay, my job is to be your co-host mm-hmm. and interviewee. Yeah. Okay, so this is going to be very difficult because I've got to be able to interject in here <laughs> as as your co-host, right? Okay. I- so hard job. This is going to be interesting. A day with Mister J. Let's do it. Let's do this. Okay. One of the questions, I I have a whole list here on my phone, so Mm -hmm. probably going to see me pick it up, you know, double chin, all the whole, you know, the things that are on our 4K video that you complained about. Oh, man. You can see my pores, dude. (laughs) Pores are real, Jay. No, I don't want real. Pores are, we are being real today. Look, you know, there's nothing wrong with grainy old 80s video where you don't really you have to really make it you have to squint to make things out you don't need to see everything mm-hmm. you really don't mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm gonna reveal a little bit but i'm gonna keep a little bit secret right now here's another rule okay all characters and likenesses portrayed in the next on stage one podcast may or may not be bullshit allegedly okay, so, uh, anything that happens here <laughs> allegedly may happen. Right. And you have the right to not answer a question on here. If it makes Mr. you... Mr. Un- J is answering questions yep. today. If, if you, Me? If you it could feel, be a completely different person. If you feel uncomfortable at any time, just be like, hey, moving on to the next one. Or say boobies, boobies, boobies. Stop. <laughs> Give yourself an out just in case. Because this is getting boobies, down... Boobies, boobies, ...and dirty. Getting down and dirty. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so girl, what's up? First question. Yes, ma'am. Nice, easy, slow ball. Okay. You know, have you ever met anybody famous? You know, you asked me this last time. Mm-hmm. Have I ever met anyone famous? And I had to really think on that because I, I, well, Rocky Mountain High and Colorado. sometimes you reminisce yeah. on certain things. And um, there are a couple of things that I did leave out. I think the last time that we talked about this, I said that in the industry anyway, I had met uh, Bridget the Midget. Mm-hmm. Interesting lady. I told you my feelings on her, but not really anyone outside of that. But I did think a little bit more about that later when we reapproached this idea. And there are a couple more people I did meet. And the young kids are not going to get these references. Dude. <laughs> That's Okay. But the guys my age, you know, listeners like, say, Steve or John, they're going to get these. Um, so I did 
meet Nia Peoples once. Nia um, Peoples. Yes. Explain. She was the hottie on uh, the hit show Fame back in the day. She had these this curly brown hair. You have something ah, about curly brown hair. Uh, you were ta- you were talking about flash dance, yes. and you're like, yeah. There's and she just, who must not be named. You definitely Burnett. have yeah. something of. You have and a here's the funny thing. I, I've always been attracted to blondes, but I always end up with, with brunettes. Yeah. 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 So Nia Peoples, for the older gentlemen, are going to remember her from fame. And that was mm-hmm. a TV show back in the, in the early 80s. I also How met... How old were you at this time? Oh, good Let's God. Let's go back to that. Oh, when I met her? Yes. I was working at Elitch Gardens. Okay. I was the old the, Elitch Gardens or the yeah, new Yeah, yeah, the one on 38th and Tennyson, the old yes. one. Before so, they moved it. Before you get Not before six we flags. before we go on, Elitch Gardens used to be a staple here in Denver that was a smaller uh, yep. We had Elitch Gardens and Lakeside, and they were basically blocks away from each other. Yeah, they certainly were. And it was so cool because I, I love the old school Elitch Gardens like thoughts and feelings about it because I went there when I was younger. So you remember that I one? do. I do. Oh, that place. I, is I actually have pictures. So historic. Yeah. Believe it or not, the theater's still there. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. You know, um, they built over it. There's condominiums and whatnot, uh-huh. but the theater they kept. Awesome. Oh, all right. So tell us about this encounter with this celebrity. Oh, I just met her. That, you that, just, that's I'm just it. saying yes. Yeah, you I didn't met her. say I was anything? Working, I, no. Oh, no. I, I met her. I was on the stunt team there. Part of the group. We got to meet the celeb. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so nothing big about that. But it matters. She you was a hottie, yeah. dude. And she was hot. Yeah. I have nothing more to say about that. Pre, but I also pre met, Mr. Smooth met her. I also, but, but as a kid back in the 80s, 90s, where it was rare to meet these types of people, it's an awesome thing to meet yeah. the person that, you know, you grew up with at, say, eight or nine years old, seeing on TV, and mm-hmm. then you're a teenager, young adult, and that person walks into your life and is like, wow, I remember you from fame, dude. You were hot. Yes. And you're still hot. <laughs> So that was a big moment for me. Right. I also met um, Bowser, <laughs> and you probably don't know this guy, um, from the Shanana. Good night, sweetheart. It's time to go. Yes. It's totally a J karaoke today. And see, the thing is, only the old dudes are going to get this. The old dudes are rocking out right now going, Fucking Bowser? Yeah, fucking Bowser, dude. He was like the Fonz for our generation, but he was a singing Fonz, and he was uh, with this group called the Shanana. So mm-hmm. growing up, you know, um, eight, nine, ten, watching TV and watching the same shit over and over again, and this live show that came on, it was like a skit show, a musical show, but they also had these these dudes called the Shananas that would come out and do kind of 50s greaser Yes. You know, type stuff. It was awesome. So to meet him at a young age was awesome. And I met him also at Eelage Garden. So wow. I thought you'd get yeah. a little bit of fun out of that. That's I had, cool. I had a good that's time cool that, that that's um, being in the spotlight has always been something that you've always done. Yeah. It's always kind of been there in the background. It's kind of, you keep circling back to being in the spotlight. You keep circling back to all of these awesome experiences that you've had. And I like that, that you're still prevalent today. We're, we're doing podcasting. Yeah. 
And it, it came back to it, it again. Yeah. It always comes back, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, you know, and I can't say that it's about being in the spotlight. I'm a creative person. I'm an artist. Yes. It's weird <laughs> because, you know, the type of artist that I am, I work well by myself and probably even better with a group that and we're all pointed towards a certain goal. Mm -hmm. So that's why I've been, that's why stripping, I took a stripping so well. Um, because it is almost very, very close to the tight-knit family that uh, theater production will have. When you're into theater production, that cast for that season become very, very tight like a family. Um, and strippers are, are very much that way as well. So I'm able to express my art either with a group or, or by myself. And, um, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's what life is all about. That's, all, that's exciting. I'm going to, it's going to bring me to your next question. Uh, do you regret any missed opportunities or path not taken? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Okay. There was a, I remember this moment. Really bothers me too. Because I was on a certain path and I knew where I was going up until this moment. Um, okay, so I've been, I'm fresh out of high school, or I'm still in high school. I'm here in Colorado. Acting's my thing. Um, I've been to L.A. already. I've spent a week or two there. I've looked at certain things, um, tried to learn, learn certain avenues in order to get into pursuing my, my goal of acting. I really enjoyed it. I'm back here in Colorado after my visit, you know. I'm still, I'm still acting, but... When you're working, when you're working Colorado back then, there weren't that many jobs. You know, there's there's theater, maybe every once. In, you know, there's the amusement park that opens up every year. If you're not working for the Beale Theater, or you're not working as tech, you're really not working that often, or you're really not getting paid that often as well. So, how do you really work and do what you love at the same time? So most of us had job jobs, but we acted at the same time. You know, so Illich Gardens had undergone a change um, in hands and they had the Batman show. Mm -hmm. and, um, the this, Batman experience. It was experience. That? Yeah. Yeah. And it was just when Illich Gardens had changed hands. So I'd gone from a local small group who I'm, whom I've worked with at the old park. And now it's been now it's going over here and it's being opened up under I think Six Flags at that moment, yep. and it was the Batman experience. It was a mm -hmm. stunt show, so I've got experience in both stunt and on stage. I'm made for this, you know. I'm I'm looking at wow, a major a major player has come to Denver and they're going to do something really cool here. I want to be part of that. Right. So um, and I've worked for Ilge Gardens in the past as well. So I'm like. I'm Accredited. a friggin' shoo-in, dude. So, right. um, and it works in theaters for years. People have known me, you know. And, and you, you were know, young, yeah. in shape. A long time ago. Yeah. You know. So, I remember doing the audition, and the, and the part that I wanted mm -hmm. was the Riddler. Oh, yes. You would be bad, such a dude. good Riddler. And, and here's the thing. I played you him have off. the body... Oh, the yeah. body style body for st it, everything. Yes. I'm the Riddler, dude. Yes. And I know he's a white guy. I well, get it. I well, we're doing we're doing all kinds of swaps, aren't we? No. <laughs> no. No. Now we are. We are now, but back then, no. This well, you already did. You already but I did. I wanted to earn this part, Pixie. But you already did. Uh, well, 
after this, you already do Bad Bart. Yes. So This was years later when I was working for Caspian. Right. So this is pre-Bad Bart. Yes. Yes. All right. Okay. Um, and this is pre-whatever culture is going on right, right. now. Cancel culture. All that bullshit. I mean, this is pre-that shit. Right. Okay. So... I don't like taking parts that are just given to me because mm-hmm. if it's if it's in a play or a show and it's the black character, I don't want that part. I want to earn the part. Right. I would like to have the the neutral character that it doesn't matter what race he is. You I want, want it be because guy. you earned it and right. you're a good actor. The Riddler, I know, is a white guy. I know, I know. But I really wanted this part, dude. Okay. Study Jim Carrey. Didn't like it, but yeah. I but I played up with the mannerisms. I played with the can the cane aspect during my audition. Yeah. Um. I am a comic book nerd, yes. so I'm like, it ties. Fuck in. Jim Carrey. I know what what the Riddler does. You yes. know. And I went up against a couple of different competitors, and I remember at the end of my particular monologue or that piece of the the, the monologue speech, part of the audition, people within the crowd got up and cheered. Oh, wow. Wow. I I earned that part. And on top of that, during the stunt portion of the the audition, I was working with a cat that wasn't really qualified. And he threw a haymaker at me. He didn't pull it the way he was supposed to. Hit me in the mouth with his elbow and split my lip completely (gasps) open. During the audition. Right. Split open. Totally split open. Um, and, and you still had to work through all of that. that no, they wanted me to go to the hospital. It was that oh. bad? And like, um, you should go. I'm like, no, I can work through this. I looked at it. It was it was horrible. I said, <laughs> I'll, I can make it through this. I cleaned up the blood. It stopped bleeding. I made it through the entire um, process, and then I went to the hospital. And they said wow. they stitched it up. There's something like six stitches in my lip. You can still see it. But I'm waiting on the phone call at this point. I'm like, yeah, I earned that. I don't care if the Riddler's a white guy. Y'all need to figure <laughs> that out. That's mine. And that, so so what happened? They didn't give it to me. What they offered me was the part of Sergeant Murtaugh in um, Six Flags, New Jersey, uh, the Lethal Weapon Show. Oh, that's cool. But you're not going to transfer that from... Was, that was the path not taken, Pixie. Oh. I, I gonna, would have to move back to New Jersey. You would Jersey. have to move all the way across country. Be my family. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Twenty-year-old kid. Just fresh, clean, prepared. Yeah. yeah. You could have had the world at your feet. Wow. Didn't go. That is the path not taken. Stayed here. Wow. So path went a different route. Different things happened. I'm not. I'm not sorrowful about it. You know what I mean? Um, because my life became what it is now. Mm-hmm. And I learned so many things. I don't have any regrets. I do have regrets, but that's what makes me who I am, man. Exactly. That's cool. Path not do you have any dangerous stories like that? Or dangerous. Do, or do you have... Uh, well, we were all dangerous as kids. What's the most dangerous thing you've ever done? Because getting into a a play fight and getting your lip knocked open that's it's not quite as dangerous as some of the shenanigans that we went through with the company here's the thing i don't do stupid shit (laughs) yeah i know you're very calculated exactly i'm 
always calculated in everything I do because no one's watching my back but me. Okay, so I and then I have to watch the rest of y'all to make sure you don't trip over me. So throughout throughout that's what you do in life, man. Try to keep up with yourself while you're watching all the motherfuckers around you. Okay, that's how what life is. But we did stupid shit back in the day too, you know. And I'm hoping that people learn something at least from this this podcast. If we do get the younger cats that listen in, mm-hmm. you know, um, life is about experience, but you got to learn as you travel through it, you mm-hmm. know. Some of the stupid shit that y'all do and challenges. Like the milk crate challenge. What the entire fuck, dude. That doesn't make any kind of sense. <laughs> I get it. I get it. We, Hey, remember when Teen Wolf came out and we were surfing on top of cars? Yeah. Okay. Remember the cats that were jumping over cars that were coming at him? We did some stupid Everybody's shit. Everybody's done the slide across the hood. Y- yes. Everybody's tried to jump into the vehicle from the window. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, but. <laughs> so what is your most dangerous thing that you've ever done? I have put myself in some. Ooh. Okay. I've got two. Okay. One was, one was a bad decision that led to good consequences. Actually, they both led to good because I didn't kill myself, but... That is a good thing. Could have died. We wouldn't have this show if... uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I have been... I'm very calculated in everything I do, mm-hmm. you know, um, and especially I find as I'm getting older, man, that I don't, I'm not as quick as I used to be. <laughs> so I have to slow that down. Um, I can't jump, but I can't, I, I was raised in New York, you know, we've lived in, and, and we're talking about a New York that was just beginning the transition from the seventies into the eighties. So they were starting, they were built, they were tearing down what was brick and mortar the old world they were building it was something that was new so in that transition we lived in a i'm not going to say the projects because people that know what the projects are know what the projects are and i really can't explain to you unless you've been there okay what we were in or what i grew up in was an updated projects didn't look like the projects it was nicer and right next door, they had an unfinished, large piece of land that I would guess was going to be a park or something. We called it the junkyard because everything was dumped there. Old abandoned cars, um, the weeds had overgrown. Um, just you can find all kinds of shit in there. And you can get killed in there. Okay, So we had a large amount of room from where we lived. It was right next door. Um, to the the PS school that was down the block. So I would say it was l- at least half the length of a football field of this nothing oh, wow. but untended, overgrown, weed-like with bullshit in it. So we played up and down that fucker oh, yeah. all oh, the yeah. time. We were <laughs> in and out of that all the time. Um, I've seen horrific things happen in there. I remember one kid, one kid, I remember, I was a kid, man. He was running through a certain section, fell down, and impaled his skull with a screw. Oof. I've never told anybody this. Oof. I remember the blood squirt when he pulled the screw out, screaming, and he took off 
running. Now he's in trouble. Now I, he's well, I didn't yeah. know. I didn't know the kid. I, I yeah. didn't know him. I just saw it happen to him. I remember it was one of the most horrific sights. And I'm sorry. This is mature audiences, folks. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. As a young child, seeing that, and I just said to myself, "That that one, there's nothing I could do. I, I was a kid, and he was gone. I don't know what happened to him. Oh wow. Never heard anything of it. Hmm. You know what I mean. Um, I said to myself at that moment, I got to be cautious about everything I do. And we did everything, dude. Yeah, climbing everything. on buildings. We were jumping from buildings to... Taking things to, apart. To, yeah. <laughs> okay. This is old school stuff. This is what boys will be boys and boys will be boys. I don't give a shit what they're doing now. Look, that's what we did. Okay. We were boys. Um, and sometimes we got hurt. But I didn't want to really get hurt. So everything I do is measured. Um, that's why I really took to say stunt. And that's why I really took to acting. I love stunt. I love watching films like, um, Jet Li or Jackie Chan because everything they do is measured. I'm not into it for the violence. I'm into it for the poetry of motion. We are doing this really crazy stuff, but it's all measured so we don't get hurt, but looks cool while we're doing it. And that's what life is all about. So that, when it comes back to the most dangerous thing I've done I was one time that I climbed to the top of an apartment building because I was really upset and I wanted to get into a, a particular apartment. And there was an overhang. It was a good six feet from the third floor. I came up the roof to the third floor. I had to swing off of the overhang. And it's a very, it's not even Jeez. measured. Okay. It's like, if you fuck this up, you are screwed. But the very fact that I even got up there, I knew when going up there, there's no coming back down. The way I got up there, you can't come back down that way. So either do it or don't. Oh, man. Made it. <laughs> so so you were able to swing down from the top, hit the ledge. Perfectly. Perfectly. Um, and you have to get and hit the patio without breaking your back on the... Um, the, the railing, the railing, yeah. right? Yes, but or I, the the drop below. <laughs> that exactly. We've done some stupid shit, but you have to think things out if you're gonna. That's the whole point of the kind of this conversation is that everything that you do, even with striptease, even in when we talk about striptease, we never advocate it because you have to. We want to give you ideas. Take from the information that we're spitting out mm-hmm. here what is good, and then you can measure out what. What, how that influences your life from the next step on. Anything stripping-wise, Dave? As, as an entertainer, there are certain rules, and sometimes that means you have to deal with the police. Oh. Did you ever have any interesting engagements? <laughs> Allegedly. Okay, as my time as a stripper or outside of that? As an entertainer. As an entertainer. Oh, okay. Okay, because that could be under... As a dancer, that could be in, you know, doing something at Elitch's. It could be anything under that un- entertainer umbrella. As an entertainer, when it came to, you know, say like Elitch's, like, you know, uh, Kitty Land Players or any of the local dinner theaters, anything like that, you know, see the cop. So that's exclusively adult entertainment. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know that. Okay. So and I and I want to do this one day is have a, a meet with a law enforcement mm-hmm. officer and, and and speak with him frankly because the thing is is that as entertainers we have to know what the law is because right. the law is so restrictive if you're going to be doing this and that you have to do it by the book A B C D E 
And and as entertainers, we have learned where where the law can kind of be bent, or you know, it doesn't apply here, or we can do this to tweak it or make it sound good in the court over here. That you have right. to, you know. And that's that's the whole point, dude. You know, it's a victimless crime, quite honestly. The, the this whole this whole thing. Moral. That's a different story. So I've always had to deal with the police. Mm-hmm. Young black man, but I'm not going to say. Well, oh, as a business owner as well. Oh yeah, and we will come to that. And that that doesn't even matter what skin color you are. It's just this oh no, is, that applies. It's business, and you're taking care of individuals like ladies and gentlemen mm-hmm. that are underneath your business. Your umbrella. So, so so you have to be minding your p's and q's. And if you're a black man, you even have to even do more. much more. So yep. Yes. Okay, so it's always been a strained relationship. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing. When I grew up in the industry, say young 18 to say 22, that area, that primary, fresh out of high school, I had worked in the restaurants. I had been in the same town for a long time. Everybody knew who everybody was. We had grown up with these cops. A number of them went to the same restaurant that we were at at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning drinking coffee. A number of them actually became friends and we used to hang out with. This was a different time, dude. Um, So with law enforcement, there was a time where, at least in a small town that was kind of considered the burbs, but not too far outside of Denver. Now, I would consider it Denver. Mm Mm-hmm. It's almost all Denver now. Just the way that Denver's grown. Yeah. Um, but this, back then, this was outside Denver. This was the suburbs. And everybody knew everybody. There everybody. There were five high schools in the area, and we had all had rivalries with each other. That That's, kind of, yeah, yeah. you know. So we knew the cops. They knew us, you know. So when I first started stripping, I was hanging out with the strippers. And the strippers, a lot of the cops went to bang. So they were hanging out with the dudes that were banging the strippers. Yeah. Okay. So it all worked out. Everything was great. Everybody went to the same clubs. Everybody knew of the same people, that type thing. If anyone hit your club, all of us knew about it. That's how small the area was. So as we get a little bit older and things kind of branch out, things, the rules kind of change, that type thing. You learn a little bit more of the intricacies of the industry. Like I learned how um, how they can hold you up from opening up a business if they don't want you to. Mm-hmm. They can just hold you up by making new rules and then tie you up in court and you're spending tons of money when you should be making money being open. You know, so I learned a lot of things from being entertain, being an entertainer and having to deal with being in a management position, dealing with law enforcement. If they have a grudge against you, you're screwed. So you have to stay in good standings <laughs> with them. OK, but the mechanism itself is they know it's silly. We know it's silly. And sometimes the I'm not going to say lower level, but. Sometimes the officers don't really understand the law when it comes to striptease and the adult arena because they don't live in it. Mm-hmm. We allow them to be on the outside of it because they have to be. But sometimes they'll call out certain things that are obviously not what it is. You know, we know because we do it every day. We don't want to go to jail. Well, a lot of those times is that they were still trying to catch up and evolve. We were already going from... A book, yeah, uh, uh, yellow pages to to uh, 
what is this? Internet? Yeah, to internet. Yeah. And then from internet to back page. So they we were, were struggling to catch they, up. They didn't right. know everything. You know, they weren't quite on the same page as everybody else. There came a time where they went just overboard. Right. Okay. They, they had to lock down so much because we were getting such an influx because of Backpage. Oh, because Be- everybody was beca- doing it at yeah. a point. Yeah. yeah. At a certain point, everybody was doing it and they had to do something. Right. So unfortunately, a lot of the legit companies got roped into that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've seen that happen. Mm-hmm. Happened um, a couple of decades ago, but it was bad. Um, mm-hmm. And everybody got hit. I remember going through a couple of, uh, well, let's just say that it was definitely a sting operation and we definitely passed every time. We never had any problems with that. There was a time in the industry where if you you minded your P's and Q's and you weren't starting shit and you passed their and you passed their test because trust uh-huh. me you're tested they test they you, test you because okay? they, they're, they're, they're there everything they test yeah. you even if you're a stripper they'll be in your clubs okay they right. test they you know. you, you yeah. learn that you yeah. know we passed yeah. I knew cops had told us we know of you you've yes. passed there came a particular point in time where the where I don't know if there was a transfer of power, what happened. I have no idea, but the, the had to be the internet. You're absolutely right. Yeah. It had to be. They locked down the grip so tight and everybody got roped into that shit that yeah, I had to spend a night or two in jail behind the adult industry, you know, mm-hmm. and uh the girls that I had driven um to make sure they were safe, they were roped into that too. Mm-hmm. So we all got out and we actually we proved it in court. Yeah. We had lawyers. Yeah. We went into this knowing the rules. And here's the funny thing. I don't need, you know if I share, should share this. I might get in trouble. Right. Allegedly. So, allegedly. <laughs> it was during a time where Denver was making money. Everybody was, Everybody making, was money, making money. Everybody was making money. Okay. And the only industry that they didn't really have a hold on was the adult entertainment industry. And they wanted a lot. They knew the adult entertainment industry was making tons of money. Didn't want it their piece of the pie. So they used certain avenues to make sure that they got their share of the pie. Um, And that was the point of it. So. We made sure all fines were paid, and we made sure noses were clean for the for the amount of time that every dancer to be done. had a. Uh, the, you had to have an entertainer's license there for a while. You in always de- needed to have one. So we but, made but sure everybody had an entertainer's we license. We fought that. We we talked. Oh, about, you I know what? That's that. that's that's a that's for another yeah. show. Okay, but there are always hurdles. Okay. Right. Some things don't make sense, and and the ones that run the show understand that. And if you go talk to them and talk to them like a real person, look, I have to do business. How do we make this work? What do you need? What do you What do you need to have happen? Right. Give us the rules so we can play within those rules. And I was finally able to lock that down. But here's the thing with the industry: is unfortunately that changes with Mm. with the tide because people come in, people go out. Um, so yeah, my my experiences with with Ellie is because um, I see him all the time. When it comes to being in the adult industry, you're dealing with them all the time. If you're mm-hmm. a driver, you're dealing with them. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a bouncer, you're dealing with them. They love the strippers, the male and the female strippers. Quite mm-hmm. honestly, because we got to have a lot of tickets as male strippers. Oh, you're coming from blah 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 club. All right, well have a good night. <laughs> they know what we're doing, and they know we probably were drinking. So. Don't fuck with them. 
Right. Be within their rules. And um, if you do have to go to court, man, get a good lawyer. And and be honest. And know the rules. Oh, know your rules. Oh, know your rules. Um, yeah. Oh. Ellie, I've had fun. Nice. All right. Let's uh, let's break into a little bit of your uh, dating life, Mr. J. <laughs> so this is going to be a little bit more spicy as we go down this list of questions. I don't like girls. Uh, Nasty. Yeah. They're bad. They got goodies. Yes. The He-Man Woman Hating Club. He-Man Woman Hating Club. <laughs> Fuck yeah, man. So why aren't you what married? You <laughs> <laughs> You're a bitch, dude. Thank you. <laughs> no, we get it. it Jason Miller from Military Moments, he wanted to know, you know, things like, do you have kids? Are you married? Those kind of things. And this kind of really ties into, why aren't you married? Okay. That's a good question. It is. It really is. I am old school. I am old, old, old school. What does that mean to you? Do it once. I like that. I like that. Yes. So if you're going to do it once... You got to do it right. No, nope. You don't want to make the wrong choice. I mean, that just makes sense to me, mm-hmm. you know? And I've been looking for that one for years, mm-hmm. you know? I was a beta kid for a long time, dude. I was um, the outcast for a while. I fit. I was in... I was the potpourri in every... I was the black kid. <laughs> so you fit in every group, you know. I've hung out with the goths. I hang, hung out with the the metalheads. I hung out with the nerds. I've been with the um, the student council kids, you know. And then I was stripper, and I get, you know what I mean. I fit in with everybody. Multifaceted and not put into a single. Box. I love the experience of being human, dude. You know, let me figure out the rest of that shit. You know. Yeah. I'll roll with you for a little while. If you turn out to have some fucked up opinions that maybe I may not agree with. No bad feelings, just maybe one day we'll meet again and you have learned some shit. Or maybe I have learned some shit. More than, hopefully you have learned some shit because I'm usually right. Sure, it takes a little bit of work to make the things mesh, you know, because people are different. But you got to be on board to do that. A lot of people don't do that anymore, you know. They're willing to give up too easily, especially on something like that, you know. I questioned myself about that in high school, you know, because in high school, as the beta kid or the beta boy, you know, um, the black kid that fit in with everybody, getting pussy, but wasn't as easy, you know. You got it. Why? Because you're a black kid. (laughs) Or maybe because you're charismatic. Please. (laughs) And I used to question why certain individuals would get more play than others would. You know what I mean? When and and man, there's so many red pill channels about this, you know, um, about the the cat that listens on the phone to a young lady bitch about blah 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 because he secretly loves her, but she's not looking at him that way. You know what I mean? So I always looked at why is she attracted to that that alpha that obviously or the bad boy mm-hmm. that obviously does not give a shit about her. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know what I mean? But that's a question for another time. If I'm going to do this, if I'm going to lock in with a person, you got to be down, dude. And I got to be down with you, man. For everything, with the past, no the question. present. No question. 
There can't be any question between you and the other person. She got my back, whatever, whenever. If I'm not around, she handling shit. Mm -hmm. And I got that shit for her. But nobody's doing that anymore. Hmm. So do you think you'd have to find an old school soul to go No, mine is a diamond in the rough. I finally, I understand that now. Mm. Because I've watched old movies with romance plots, you know, and the, like, you know, the rom-cons, um, and, and the magical moments. And people used to say, you're so silly. You're not going to find that. And that magic moment where like, <laughs> that's her, you know, but why not? Why not? Maybe that moment is so special that you need to wait for it. Maybe it's going to take a minute. It's not for everybody. Some people just decide, eh, I'm good with that person. My mom honestly loves my dad, but I think that in her heart, she was never the diamond in the rough. Mm-hmm. I don't know what she looks like, but I've been with many different body types. Right. I know what I like. So tell me about your first girlfriend. Kim. Kim. Can you describe her to Dude, to I was us? a kid. How young? Teenager? No. Younger than that? I remember everything. Oh, wow. Six, seven. The first time we left New York and came to Colorado. Uh, P.S. 186. Just packed right. everything Fucked up, up right? <laughs> yeah. Fucked up. Yeah. yeah. White so, girl. And back in the day when you don't do that kind of shit, especially the kids. I'm sure the parents are like, oh, that's cute. But we had a connection. And I remember when the parents decided to do whatever they were doing, and we came out here to Colorado. I told her I would one day find her. You should reach out. Can't. No. Don't know Don't her last know. name. You just know it's a Kim. I have a picture. From New York. Mm-hmm. And the PS and probably the year that I went there. That's wow. all the information I have. Was she beautiful? Was she cute? I was a funny? kid. Well, I mean, as a kid, I mean, we have different beauty standards, right? As kids. About that, dude. Yeah. It, it really is. You know, um, and I don't know if that's changed. Of course, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say. I'm gonna do some silly shit and say some fantastical stuff and say maybe one day. Oh, Kim's there again. That probably is not gonna happen. But the very idea of that, you know, um, at that young age and that's pure without the sex being thrown mm-hmm. in. And, just two you know, kids. Just two kids, and yeah, they had that connection. And it was heart wrenching to you know kind of separate them when they thought they were. Lovers, lovers in love, but it's cute. Like love in all its reality is 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 sweet. It it should be pure. It should be something to strive for. And and if you're going to get it right that first time, you got to do it. And if you fucked it up and you made the wrong choice, now you got now you have rough edges that you need to smooth, and you can make it work. But me, I want something that something fits. Okay. I found that sexually once. Really? Oh, yeah. Tell me about that. The whole the whole physical thing? Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> At, like it was built for, I was meant to be there. It was home, dude. Like a glove. So, like a glove. <laughs> I'm not even going to say her name. Ooh, man. Um, but that's so back then in the days. It was kind of like a, the Animal House type thing, dude. I was living with a bunch of different people, and strippers were living there from time to time, too. So... There's a lot of humping going on, and that was one of the girls that she was kind of a country chick, hot, 
hot. But she was really close to the family that we were all hanging out with, you know. Um, my best friend and, you know, his his brothers and their dad, and well, his dad. And then there was her and other strippers that visit. You know, it was a collection of people back then. <sighs> Shit that we got into. <laughs> um, but this was a, kind of a country chick at a time where... We we don't mess with we don't mess with your kind. <laughs> no. Opportunity came up once and and we had an experience and physically and I'm not even talking because I have much better stories than this, but I'm talking about at a biological level. I was like I was meant to be there. Hmm. Mm. It just felt right. It was perfect. <laughs> like, Key and hole. Holy crap. That is the lock. So I'm hoping there's a duplicate lock out there like that. And, of course, the other things I'm looking for on top of that as well. I'm going to have that heart. And i got to have someone that's fun. And I want someone very similar to Kylie. I made a very big mistake with Kylie. And you use Kylie as a stage as her stage name. And, and she knows this. We've talked on several occasions. Yeah, that, that was a fuck up. She was kind of the high school sweetheart. And I've had several high school sweethearts, but they're different types of high school sweethearts. Kylie, we fucked that up. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So how many girlfriends did you have that were strippers? <laughs> Since you oh, lived shit. Fuck. in a house full of strippers. Now we've talked about love. Now we're just talking about just straight. Oh, we haven't talked about love yet. We just... Romance. Now- romance. Yes. Okay. I'm always romantic, whether or not it's whether or not it's a hoe. So- <laughs> okay. Or good girl. Look, there's a difference. I'm sorry because I've I've been with a range of ladies. Yes. And the 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 masks that they wear. So I know a little something about something. How many Stripper. were strippers? How many were strippers? The majority. The majority. Yeah. It's fucked. I don't I don't know what to tell you in that. There's not know? a kill count, there's not a Once you're in the circle, you're in the circle. It's kinda like porn. <laughs> not now. Porn is different now. Everybody's fucking everybody now. Everybody's fucking everybody now, Pixie. Everybody. Except for certain vanilla strippers. <laughs> okay, except for the vanillas. <laughs> but back okay, so what I'm I'm drawing the similarity of Back in the day, when it came to porn anyway, that mm-hmm. circle kind of just slept with that circle mm-hmm. and a couple of underliers. That's how tight the community was. Now it's completely different. When it comes to strippers back then, I was surrounded by these people. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That was my community. But we're a lot more open because, you know, we're we're strippers. We're people that just are very exhibitionistic mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and voyeuristic. Mm-hmm. And strippers kind of understand strippers. They understand the hustle. They they kind of get you in, in such a way because you already knew what was going on. So they were, pro- it was probably really easy to connect with one another. There are, there are a couple. I, man, I did. There, because I've got different sections of women that I've dated. I've dated ones I wanted to marry. Ones I probably should have married. Hmm. Ones that were friends. Ones that were friends of friends. It was a community. Everybody's fucking each other. It's like a restaurant. Um, you ever see that movie Waiting? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody's fucking everybody pro- by proxy. 
So the majority of the girls that I've dated over the years have been dancers. Uh, the more and the, the aforementioned one, Kylie is the one I should have stayed with. She was the epitome of a good stripper. And then you got the epitome of a bad stripper. <laughs> she who must not be named. She who must not be named. <laughs> so which of is Kylie the one that is she the one that you would consider having a family with? Oh yeah. Hands Problem down. is she already had a family. Oh, okay. I don't want to walk into a family. Well, it's it's hard. She's got a beautiful baby. Oh. She's grown up and she's such a beautiful young love, young woman. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't ready to be her mm-hmm. daddy. No. If we had went in ground clear, then yeah, it would have worked out. Hmm. Now the other one, on the other hand, that was the sociopath. They did, exist in our business. I did not like her the first time I met her. I didn't like her when she lived with you. I just did not like her. Okay, here's the funny thing with Pixie in this. Originally, she didn't know this girl. Yes. Who she who must not be named had just left right before I met Pixie, mm-hmm. and Pixie had met me within my drinking stage of yes. this relationship. <laughs> no, not current drinking stage, but back, all the time. Back when uh, you would just lock your front door, leave it, leave the big door open, and yep. you would just be. Tanked. Tanked. Like, okay, all right, go get your stuff together. All right, go do this. Go do, Bye. Don't care. Have yeah. fun. Yep. Fucking gone. Dude. Yep. Seven, eight years later, we made a reconnection with she who must not be named. I came back to the company. Pixie had just come <laughs> back to the company. And see, here's the thing. Pixie loves everybody. <laughs> she had been with this company for so long. Most of the girls knew who Pixie was. Different generations of girls would talk to You know Pixie? Yeah. No, Pixie, she's great. Pixie loves everybody unless you're fucking up. I've only met like two, maybe three girls in the world. That were fucked up. That I didn't like. And she who must be named was the top of the list. Dude, I was so curious to see what was going to happen. Because you had never. I I didn't even know who she was when I walked in the house. I didn't know anything about her. And automatically, red flags just walking in the house. Yeah, it was like. Who is this girl? Why is she running things? Why is she talking to people like that? Why is she talking to me like that? She was one of those. We haven't had a talk like this in a moment. <laughs> so we're going to be gonna, okay because this, this is within this is the, this what is we're fine. talking this about. This is okay? all about you, Mr. T. All right. Okay. And a little bit about me. She, who my, <laughs> I'm going to have so much fun putting the special effects in here because there's, uh-huh. there's a sound effect <laughs> every time I do it. Like, like Frohosen, when, when uh, what's her name? From Young Frankenstein, every time she mentions... There's a thunderclap. Yeah, and the house uh, is yeah, like... Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't call her by name because right. we must not invoke her name. Yes, it's like Beetlejuice. Okay. Just can't do it. So I remember taking... I'm. We had had a fight, okay? I'm going out of my way to be nice because mm-hmm. most of the time she's wrong. And she's not that cute, Pixie. No, mm. no. I can describe her like a... A flat piece of board with the. You know she's got a couple of videos. Does she? Mm-hmm. I don't care. She's actually got a small following. She she. I don't understand. Well, she, I understand why she had a little tour. She had like nipples on a board. She uh, had no, the. No, be she, nice. All right, all right. She had an A cup. You know why I liked her? Because of her this out white girl ass. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, because she looked so much like Alyssa Milano from okay. Who's the Boss Days, whom I loved growing up. Her teeth, this, right down here, same. I just, I didn't like her whole 
all of her. Okay, I, I well, Thanks. yeah. I wasn't fucking her, was, so I didn't have to fucking like her. I wasn't fucking her, Pixie. <laughs> Let, let's be honest. Come on, man. <laughs> Whoa, good God, man. I never had to beg for pussy in my life. <laughs> she knew what she was doing. So, so I remember um, we had had a fight, and um, I'm trying to make up. So this is the origin, actually, of the fedora, the legendary fedora. So I had made a date okay she wanted to go out we were going to do something i went out got a new outfit including a new vest a new look including a fedora got my head shaved um i think that one that fedora up. was the black leather one the uh, pleather one it was the, it was me at my height of fedoraness is yeah. when i first started fedoras yeah okay i i had one but i stepped it up with this mm-hmm. one so i picked her up Roses, the nine yards. Oh, let's, romantic hey, we're bullshit. We're going to start this again. We're going to have a very good night. Let's make this happen, okay? She wanted to go clubbing, all right? Mm-hmm. So we get down to um, one of the local spots. I knew people down there, but unfortunately not at the height that I needed. There's certain rules that you just can't break, dude. Um, guess who Guess who forgets her idea at home? Oh, gosh. So yeah. can't get into any clubs, okay? Not your fault. And, and, and we left at such a late time that getting back to the house, getting the ID, which she wasn't really sure where she put in the first place, and then getting back, what's the point in being out? Mm-hmm. So I had made a decision at this point, you know, because I'm like, all right, so we can't get to the club that she wanted to. None of the other clubs. I, I know the rules. Mm-hmm. We're not getting in if she doesn't have an ID. Unless she's blowing some guy. We're, which I'm not having. Um, <laughs> we're not getting into any clubs. So I, I know the rules, and I do know that um, when it comes to restaurants, restaurants do serve alcohol. Um, and and um, She also looked really young. Yeah, oh, yeah. She wasn't really – well, she well, was she, – She's she small. Was, she she's was young. fucking small. She was very petite. Yes. She had the, the mousy brown hair. Yes. She had a very small frame. She, You know, all of those things makes you, as a server – Check an Questionable. ID. Questionable. Yeah. Man, me being a business, I would check that bitch every time. Mm-hmm. Probably still now. She she does not put on weight. She does not put on weight. They checking her until she's old and wrinkly. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, so um, me knowing the game, I know that there are certain restaurants in town that are larger restaurants. And if you go in there and you're a patron as the restaurant, a live band starts at a certain time. They open up the dance floor. They shouldn't. And it becomes kind of a nightclub feel. And then they shut down the restaurant. And if you're still there, you're allowed to be part of the show until the end of the evening. So once again, this is my option of they're not going to check our IDs for a restaurant. Right. So we're in. Okay. Right. We have our dinner. Okay. And now the band is playing. They play 80s music. It's fucking great. The, it becomes a nightclub as soon as they shut down the restaurant. I solved this shit. Okay. Yes. She's not happy. Because we didn't get to go to the original place. I'm. Did you see how I made tonight happen, dude? Once again, we're talking about a person that was lacking in empathy on a lot of different levels. Mm-hmm. Man, I still don't know to this day how I was conditioned with that one. And there are three in my life that have been mm-hmm. able to do that. And three hmm. in my life that have been able to control me in such a way that you go over and above to do what you should be doing and you shouldn't be doing it. They don't care. She had her dogs and Fucking and dogs. she 
when she was there and there, there was always lovely ladies. And these lovely ladies, we were basically a family of, of just beautiful people just hanging out, having a great time. Well, she and who must not, who, who must not be named. She is. Who. <laughs> she who must not be named. She is. At, <laughs> at that point had been gone for a while. So I had taken the company to a certain level. There have been mm. certain generations that I moved in and out. Mm-hmm. The company is establishing itself, is making a name for itself, and then she comes back in, and she's talking about disrupting the family that's already exists. And I'm like, hey, these people are here before you. Yes. Until yes. I shut this damn thing down and me and you make this commitment, you can't ask these people to do shit. Oh, it was it was turmoil. It was nobody wanted to be there. No. They they We still had to work. There's a dangerous moment for you. Hmm. There was one day I was driving her down the highway at like 65 miles per hour. And she had pissed me off. We were going to a dispensary. That was back then when I smoked weed, allegedly. Yes. This is uh, back. I have a job. Okay. So (laughs) we're, we're going down the highway and she had said something that I had said to myself at this point. Why the hell am I taking you down to buy you weed with my money Mm-mm. we're getting off the highway right now and I'm going right back up to the house. So as I was trying to make my way off of the highway um, on ramp, she yanked the steering wheel back into traffic. So much rage. Um, and it was a struggle to get the, the vehicle back into, you know, like we could have died type shit. Mm-hmm. And she did not, she's laughing the entire time because I'm pissed the fuck off. And I, I had to realize Why? we could have died. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. I remember that story. I remember just being like, why, why are you entertaining all of this? And it was you were in that, in that stage where you were willing to bend over backwards and take, take all of these red flags yep. just for she who must not be named. Yeah. And it was real. Baby mama. It was real pivotal. Baby mama. In that whole situation oh man yeah so here's the thing i learned a lot from that folks gentlemen if you take anything healthy from any of this if you see red flags it's time to bounce just go and make things easier but yeah i've been with a number of dancers and i've learned uh one extreme to the other extreme but really great ladies in between how about uh, you tell us a good story with a nice relationship to Clem? With a with a stripper? Well, with with any with anyone. That, All right, I'll give like you a, I'll give like you one. That's a girlfriend and a stripper. Palate cleanser. Here we talked about Kylie, and once again, she's kind of like a high school sweetheart, you know. Um, and I guess she's a high school sweetheart in the respects of the adult industry because when I met her, she was a stripper. In the end, you know, in one of the clubs. Yeah. Um, and I was working as a manager in another club, but I used to frequent her club, so we started talking. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one day I'll tell you how we, we started dating. Okay, so we were together for a while, and I remember that at one point I decided that I was going to get out of the game. And I went back to restaurant serving, and that's when I started working over at Jackson's Hole. We talked mm. about that last episode. I used to love that sports bar. Make a lot of money mm-hmm. there. I remember I had worked there for a couple months. It was a right job. You know, whatever, you know. 
I remember as a server, I had my tray walking from one point to another, and I noticed this blonde at the front door wearing this red dress with this long blonde hair, and she is fucking bad. Bad. Oh, shit, that's my girlfriend. <laughs> yep. So she had spent the day with her girlfriend, and um, she had gotten uh, her, her hair done with extensions put in. Um, she had bought a new dress. Put it her, on just with right. With her money. And she went to Red Lobster and got my favorite dish, crab alfredo. Aww. And just she just stopped in to bring me bring me lunch. And so everybody's looking at her and you're looking at her and, and it's just like, oh, Dude, the damn. other server's <laughs> like, do you know that? I'm like, that's fucking Kylie. Well, not Kylie. You know what I'm saying. That's Kylie, dude. That's mine. I'm <laughs> fucking the shit out of her when I get home. Yeah. Oh that's man. Just stay that, with that one. That's that was that's pretty yeah. Whoever married her, I know the story behind that too. <laughs> Good woman. Mm-hmm. Keep her happy. All right, tell us because it is season three for Down and Dirty. And getting down and dirty. Tell us a down, down and dirty, dirty relationship dirty. story. What? Yeah, tell us tell us something dirty, something naughty, risque. Tell us something. A story that you haven't told anybody that you're here telling our audience. God, that'd be nasty. All right, cool. So just a little, just a save, little bit. <laughs> I was going to save this one for... <clears throat> Another day? Denver's top 10 places to fuck. We will come to this. We're going to figure we, this we one can, out. We, we can re-come back okay. to it. Yeah, All right, but. so... And she's one of my Facebook friends, but she... Mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> Red lightly. Like you motherfuckers are sleuths. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm going to watch myself on that. Yes. D- All right. So be a gentleman. To, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. a gentleman. But. A gentleman. Right. <laughs> back when I was managing a restaurant, and see, this is back then before they become dicks about it. I had a host. And you ever seen a movie... Waiting. Waiting. We talked about where, that. Right? Where the where the hostess the host is, is always like knockout, the, dude. the prettiest fucking thing in the whole That's restaurant. That's what you do. That's how you bring people in. Goddamn fuck cancel culture, dude. That sells. That, anyway, yes. man, people are going to hate me. <laughs> okay, we had this um, this young Hawaiian girl. Bad. Hair, long brunette hair down to her ass. And she was at the prime of her life. Okay, mm-hmm. fuck the wall. Hawaiian women are so for... beautiful. She was at her optimum of finest. Holy shit, she was bad, dude. Like the boss. <laughs> In his prime. But see, here's a... Th- but I but I never looked at, at myself as the boss because at that particular restaurant, I was never really a salaried boss. I was just an employee that had keys. That's what they called me. He, he's the employee with keys. He runs shit mm-hmm. when everybody else mm-hmm. don't want to do it. You're a boss without the pay. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You know. So she hooked up with me and we were together for a minute. She's a very, very sweet lady. And I remember, and this was back then, Y'all need to start driving again. <laughs> fucking just go out and just do shit. We used to go weird places and, and fuck. <laughs> just just get in the car and just find some place. One of those fun <laughs> places at Red Rocks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One of those really fun places at Red Rocks Amphitheater up at the top in the parking lot. Wow. Okay. 
So one night we during got, the day or during the night. Never during the day, dude. No, you get caught because you know because because the Rangers know you're doing that shit up there, dude. I've been caught a couple of times fucking up there. You really shouldn't be fucking up there. But here's the thing: if it's a slow night and there's nothing else going on, like a Tuesday it, night. Fuck yeah, dude. Go up there and fuck. It's a great place to fuck. So. <laughs> I'm up at, the, and this is not a stripper story. She's no, not a stripper. No, she, okay. she, she was just a beautiful host. Fucking hot, dude. Oh my God. Uh, oh, fucking. People used to look at me and go, how the fuck are you fucking that? There was a cook that was mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> because previously, before I had hooked up with her, I was dating the, the manager, <laughs> one of the managers. A smoking hot blonde and one of the cooks is like, how does he keep fucking the hot chicks? I'm sorry, dude. I'm you not going to turn down pussy because you can't get any. You were just too smooth. Stop. <laughs> okay, so we're at Red Rocks Amphitheater. Go up to Lookout Mountain. Lookout Mountain is awesome if you're mm-hmm. in the Denver area. So we're up at Red Rocks. We're in the parking lot. And as we're talking and we're making out and talking, I mean, you know, that's what people, you know, kids did. We keep hearing this, this... This mysterious sound. What the fuck is that? Why are you fucking honking your horn, dude? Okay, so we go back to what we're doing, banking out, talking. Dude, what are you doing? Why are you going to pull up the Rangers up here? Don't. What the fuck? We're talking. What the shit? So we're going back to what we're doing and get a little amorous. Uh-huh. Okay, things start to come off. She climbs over me as so I'm sitting in the driver's seat, and things start <laughs> to take place. And as things are happening, her ass accidentally sits on the horn, and <laughs> now you got dueling horns. Dude, we died at that shit, dude. It was too fucking funny because you could not figure out what that was, and up. There we go. There it is. It's an ass on the <laughs> steering wheel honking that horn yeah, in Wreck Rocks. Yeah, man. <laughs> that is uh, pretty steamy, pretty thank, down thank and you. dirty. Yeah. Oh, I've got tons of those. With still saving her uh, lady privilege, you know, her beauty, beautiful anonymity. You know, once again, directions and paths. Probably mm-hmm. we weren't meant to be, uh-huh. but the way things went about, her possibilities and my possibilities got extinguished by her choice. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. All right, let's wander away from the relationship stuff. Can and I refresh my drink? You can refresh your drink. All right. Uh, all right, let's get back to the club. Let's get back to the stripper in you and the stripper <laughs> in you. That sounds like an advertisement from the nineties. If you're selling something, <laughs> yeah. You know, Mitchum deodorant, the stripper in you, just in case you stink. <laughs> Early and often. <laughs> so how many club, strip clubs have you worked in? Ooh. Okay. So I am a Denver-based stripper. Yes. That's just that's the extent of it. Um, I've been to Colorado Springs, as far as Colorado Springs, and Fort Collins, and uh, Longmont, and I worked in Las Vegas for a very short stint, and that was really only because, well, 
That's a credential in Las Vegas. You're broke. <laughs> you used to be a stripper. You got a job somewhere. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, um, yeah, that that's as far as I've gone in in this in 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 the club. So, I would say, let's say fifteen. All right, which one was your favorite? Ooh, okay, that's a good one. Tornado Club. Oh, yeah. Tornado Club. I love that club. Okay, Okay, so so, I don't know what the Tornado Club is, so you're going to have to kind of... Only our Midwestern fans are going to get this one. Bring it down. This one's like country. (laughs) All right? So here it is. Tornado Club is up there by between Wyoming and Colorado. It's right up there. It's right next to the Hunt Club. It's... um, Mm Um, it's right off of I-25 and, uh, here's the funny thing. The, it's a gay club. Okay. Um, the hunt club is across the street and the hunt club is a TNA bar. Right. The female. Right. Yeah. And across the street is the tornado club, which is smaller, but it's not a strip club. It's a club club. It's a gay men's club, but they open up on Friday and Saturdays for, um, the college kids up there. Mm. So it's a nightclub or at least it was. And they used to book male dancers to come down there and uh, do the go-go, the go-go boots. It sounds like fun. I, I, I love the hell sounds, out of that club. Sounds like lots of drinks and uh, you get to be beautiful all night. Remember when I talked about law enforcement a minute ago? Yeah. I got stopped so many times coming out of that fucking place <laughs> and, and fucking three sheets to win. I know how to drive and let go. Yeah. Dude, I used to love that club. So yeah, Tornado Club was a lot of fun. Um, and really, because it is a, it was a gay club, but the straights were there as well. And um, some of those chicks were hot, and there were college chicks, and everybody's oh, really fucking I'm cool. I'm sure. Living. I'm sure it was a blast. <laughs> used to give me free drinks. Oh yeah. Well, tell us about an embarrassing story about being a stripper. How much time do we have? Okay. Uh, we we got. I'll, I'll we got tell a you. Bit. Okay. I'll. Yeah. You know what? There's several, but I'll start off with this one. This is a story I have not told in a long time, long time, and it might be embarrassing. I'm hoping. For me or for you? For me. Okay. Well, we are getting down and dirty. Um, getting down and dirty, <laughs> and I'm hoping that we we have some fucked up shit for you too. God damn it! I'm doing this for ratings. All right. So. <laughs> Hmm. Okay. I'm going to tell the story of the magician. Ooh. This is what I call him. He's, <laughs> he's the magician. Because he can magically get things in his mouth before oh. you know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> yeah, Mr. J once, I'm not going to say Pat my cock sucked. Allegedly. 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 Yeah. But it received a Frenchie from a gay man. And that kind of hurt me. Honey. No, no, no. no <laughs> here's the thing. All right. So <laughs> it's in one of those clubs that I, I, I want to believe, I'm pretty sure, was not in a club club where where I was dancing on stage. I think it was mm-hmm. at a, um, it would have to have been a go-go club. I'm sure it was a go-go club. And he was tipping me. And he magically got my cock. Allegedly. Allegedly. Out of my tea bar and got it in his mouth before I knew what was going on. And it happened so fast. Like, you. That's why I call him the magician. The magician. Wow. No. That doesn't make me gay, right? No. I don't know. Things happen in the club, boys and girls. 
Every it's once crazy. in a while, these are those crazy. crazy stories, you know. Um, and this is one of those things that you really kind of not shall share, but yeah, gay men once had his. <laughs> and, and thankfully mouth, it wasn't wet kiss <laughs> thankfully it wasn't tongue involved or anything it was kind of like just lips like, hey hey <laughs> just slap him away I know dude you know and, and it comes as such a surprise that you know you want to slap the shit out of the dude or go fucking mm-hmm. stupid but you know you're at work you know you know what I mean right, you don't want to like, ruin your it's reputation it's like fucking fucking really dude you know that's that. I don't know how to really kind of explain that, you know, and I'm sure you get it, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm, has that ever happened to you? Where oh, there's someone took, people. Somebody have, flipped your nip, nipple or I've something been, like that, where you're just like, "What the fuck?" I've been bit on my tit before by on a, stage, on stage by a female customer because she go. thought it was cool. She just like I, I lean in with my boobs because I like to put my boobs in people's face mm-hmm. and then give them the one-two punch. With with my big old boobs right there in your face and it kind of knocks you, knocks you senseless and she bit right into my tit and I, and I had to just hand palm her face away but she still had my boob in her mouth now oh a, and as somebody's pulling away with their with boob, teeth attached to your yeah, titty yeah it's not pretty and you kind of have to go hey look you're not allowed to do that I don't care. What gender you are, you don't get to do that. And just because you're a female customer in a female strip club doesn't mean you get to go all wild on me because I'm still a person and you should still respect my boundaries. Because there are rules in here. There are rules. And we bend it a little bit for you, but you know what the boundary <laughs> exactly. is. Exactly. Come on. Exactly. So let's wrap this up. All right. Is there a difference in perception of normies when they hear that you've danced for men as well as women. Yes. Yes, there is. The the normies don't understand that as a stripper, it's about the money. You know, mm-hmm. we, we portray a certain thing. But I'm an illusion. I'm here to make cash. Yeah. So um, you try to keep it on the down low, though. Every stripper does, you know. Right. Unless she's making mad money, she's really not talking about it. Or if he's not talking about it. Even if you're making mad money, you still want to keep it on the down low because we've talked about it before. Yeah. You don't want everybody to know yeah, your business. Yeah, friends and family see you not as, you know. So it, the normies just don't don't get the, And that's what I'm hoping that this podcast mm-hmm. can do, you know. Um, and that's what down and dirty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is what I want to do this season. I want to talk to some porn stars. I want to talk to all uh, kinds I, of people. I, I want to talk to some escorts. I want to talk to some burlesque dancers. I want to talk to some roller girls. You mm-hmm. you know what you're selling. We mm-hmm. know what we're selling. I want to talk to an, a Hooters girl. Oh, there there's there's a NBA esque basketball like sexy lingerie team. Ooh. That uh, well, it's it's kind of uh, these guys. They know what they sell. These guys put these girls together. They're wearing like the jerseys, Lingerie? but they got they got thongs straight up their butts. What are you selling? I want to talk to those ladies. Mm-hmm. I'm good with that. I want to talk to to people like us who have fantastic stories. We might just have a little bit of a spicier nightlife. A spice of meatball. But we're still real people. Yeah, man. We we still we still like consent. We still like to know what's going on, so we can agree as an adult. Nobody's forcing me into something I don't want. Because we all understand what it is, and we do this shit through communication. So I'm hoping that I was able to communicate with you. Yeah, we're adults. And you guys learned a little bit more about me today. This is an adult show. Yeah, for adults. 
We're not playing with kids here. Yeah. We're having a good time with a decent conversation. And yeah, I mean, sometimes, Mr. J, when we have a day with you, it's a little down and dirty, isn't it? Down and dirty. <laughs> so I want to thank a number of people. Now, um, Twitter, we I love had, the Twitters. man, okay, check it out. So I'm not a Twitter dude, I but know. I put out something recently saying, hey, we just need a little bit of help because we're mature audiences and I know how niche this shit is. Can you help oh, yeah. us out? There are a lot of people out there that retweeted our post and I want to thank you all for the shout outs. It only makes this podcast grow larger. If there's anything I can do for you, hey, put it on Twitter. I'm repeating your shit too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I love the interaction and I love the community because these people are just... They're so nice almost all of the time. Yeah. Really enjoy it. We did get a little feedback. Ooh. We got a new five-star. Did you know that, I Mr. love five-star reviews. So, J.D. Give it ga- to me. He gave us J.D.? A, J.D., yeah. He gave us a review on on Apple and on Podchaser. So, thank you, J.D. Yeah. Podchaser, Podchaser is great. I love Podchaser. And he said, checking the boxes. This show checks off all of the boxes for me. Unique, honest, authentic. While it may not seem like everybody's cup of tea, I ensure you this conversation you need to be hearing. I like it. I like it like too. It. I mean me like it. Yeah, because we're real people. Yeah. I mean, we just have a different background than some people. I do like the real people shit about it, dude. We could keep on this level, yeah. man. Today was good. I had a good show. Yeah, thank you. I had fun with that. I loved being able to dive into who you are and kind of give everybody more of a sense. This is the reason why you're my co-host. This is the reason why the show works, because you're here. Oh, I'm Mr. J. That's right. And I'm Pixie. We can't do no, that. No, no, no. Damn it. It was almost good. It was so my close. fault. So keep in mind that I am Mr. J next on stage one on Instagram. I'm getting new followers every day. I send my funny memes out there to you guys that frequent me. Yeah. You're also on Facebook? Yes. Uh, well, we're on Facebook. You're okay. on Facebook, and I just facilitate a little some of more the, so than you are yeah it, we yeah. do have a facebook page that's the best way to get a hold of me um mm-hmm. instagram i'm sending stuff out and, and by the way if you like my stuff i like your stuff okay you like my shit i like your mm-hmm. shit so um but if you ever want to get a hold of me facebook is the best way how do they get a hold of you me i'm all over twitter Twitter is my number one thing that I'm on. It's a little bit freer. I'm not banned on Twitter. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, give us time. I mean, I still post the same spicy stuff that's on Facebook that gets banned. I still post the same spicy stuff that gets banned on Instagram and mm. Parlor, those kind of things. But it feels like on Twitter, I can be a little bit more spicy and have fun with it. Uh People are liking the conversation that's going on. They're they're liking what what they see. Uh, they kind of see a little bit more of like the shenanigans that I bring to the table. Yeah. Uh, Instagram is more just funny memes, just yeah, like you. Yeah, yeah. But it, it it's exposure. It is. also YouTube. Pixie's working on that. Big that's D's big making D. look good, dude. It does. It looks really nice. So yeah. if you want to, if you want to see more of the bare bones, it's going to be the Twitter, and then it's going to be YouTube, which is a little bit 
edited. Mm -hmm. It looks, this studio, look how beautiful this studio looks. It looks really nice. So it's interesting that there's different forms of media that you can absorb and listen to. Experience, yeah, man. Yeah, it's really nice. It's really nice to be able to do all of this stuff and, and have this conversation with you and talk to people that may not understand our tedious background. Yeah, baby. All right. So, what are we talking about next week? I have no idea. What we, we don't give that away. Remember? No. No. All right. So, we'll see you here. My name is Mr. J, and my name is Pixie. You never know what's next on stage one. Talk hard, Denver. Bye, guys. Next, next on stage, stage one. one.